Hello and welcome to Falter Ego episode 33, question mark. Mm. Uh, I'm a bit late this week because uh, once again, life, uh, life has crept up on me. Um, just uh, my daughter got diagnosed with absence seizures, so that's been a, been a bit of a bit of a month, guys. Um, so yeah, it's been uh, interesting and stressful uh, while we weigh up all the what do we do nows, all those big questions. Um, it's just what you need after uh, in on top of inflation and <laughs> cost of living crisis. Uh, your father passing away and putting your mum in a home. I thought, thought I was good. I thought, I mean, this is the funny thing, isn't it? Your brain bargains with you. It's like you think, well, yeah, the, the universe owes me at least two years off now. <laughs> two years until the next thing happens, please. I think I've earned that. You know, in your head, you think there's some sort of ledger, some sort of universal ledger. Uh, there isn't a ledger, just stuff happens, doesn't it? <laughs> and you just either... Uh, cope with it or do not. Um, so anyway, we are coping, but that's that's, that's where I'm at. Uh, it's been a bit of a week. Um, anyway, while uh, I was dealing with the ins and outs of researching, you know, medication and you know, uh, diet and all these sorts of things that can help. Uh, obviously, the Titan uh, catastrophe and tragedy occurred. Um, and I, I foolishly, the, the blanket rule should be just don't pick up your phone. Just read a print newspaper. <laughs> that's, that's basically, if you want to, if you want to know what's happened, um, read the newspaper, preferably a print one, um, at the end of the week when everyone's had time to process the, what's actually happened rather than watching events unfold in real time through the filter and prism of everyone's interpretation of it uh, on Twitter. But look at Twitter I did, uh, and generally the online reaction broadly on you know Facebook and all these things. Uh, I'm sort of convinced that society is suffering from uh, some sort of mass psychopathy when the, 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 I mean, this is what I want. So anyway, this episode is I just want to reflect on the reaction to it. Um, hopefully from a Buddhist perspective, because I think that's smart. It, it, it was just the mass cycle, the, the bloodlust, the feverish bloodlust and glee of people online sort of just being almost ecstatic that this was happening just because it involved rich people. Um, I just find that, I, f- I found it so, and some some people were making the broader comment. Some, not all, some were making, and quite rightly making the broader observation that look, here's the amount of attention being given to five, uh, you know, rich people. Although one of them was someone's son, nineteen years old. So again, uh, I know I'll get to that in a second, but um, actually, no, I'll get to it now. <laughs> He hasn't, like, is he guilty by default because he's the son of a rich person? Like, the, the hatred poured on this poor father-son duo. Like, is it is it the kid's choice to have a rich dad? I mean, just blameless. 
as far as we can tell, or at least as far as we knew at the time that we were saying horrible things and wishing, <laughs> being glad that they were dead. Some 19, someone's son, some 19 year old. Anyway. Yeah, fucking can't. Deserves it. For what? <laughs> For why? Why does he deserve, like, just ridiculous. Anyway. But some people quite rightly pointed out the double standards of, you know, uh, the amount of uh, search and rescue effort and the resources deployed to try and uh, rescue five people because they happen to be uh, rich um, versus, you know, the 700 people who were on the um, 700 refugees recently with, I think, I, I don't know how many have died from that. Is it 50 or 40 missing? Something like that. It's definitely... It's up there in the tens and tens and tens. Um, so I can, I get that. I can, I can get on board with the direct comparison of the uh, effort and care and media focus um, between the t- those two scenarios, and the, and the, and as far as the you know more conservative press is concerned, the just a total, just ignoring the uh, refugees altogether. Uh, nothing, not a peep about them. So that I understand. Okay, so that, and there were some people rightly pointing that out. But that was only some people. A lot of people um, would just happily jumping, just, just, if you're, if you pay $250,000 to go and see the Titanic, I'm glad you're down there. You know, oh no, Rich, I hope that thing can't. They're posting fucking gifs of ghosts dancing, like the ghosts when more rich people join, you know. Fitting that, you know, a bunch of rich people on the richest ship ever, you know, died. And now, because of hubris, and now even now, now more rich people deserved. Forget the fact that you know the Titanic had lots of um, working class people, not to mention the uh, the crew in the uh, boiler rooms or the engine rooms or whatever. Uh, let's just forget about them. But um, to fit our smarmy joke, but just the the, I I just found it so sad to be laughing at people's demise but before it's even happened i mean you know that <laughs> there's that saying isn't it that tragedy plus time equals comedy um and that thanks to twitter seems to have become compressed to the point of we've now gone into the negative it's not time it's it's we're actually making jokes before the tragedies even happened like we didn't even know whether they were dead or alive yet they weren't confirmed dead and we were already joking about the fact they were dead. <laughs> it's just like, what? That's not time plus, that's not comedy plus time equals tragedy. That's comedy, that's tragedy minus time. <laughs> so pre-tragedy equals comedy. Let's laugh at the horrible thing that's about to happen that doesn't affect us um, for digital brownie points. Hopefully my tweet gets the most retweets. Hooray. What a lovely way to live your life. But it just, I just found it really sad. Because, you know, from a Buddhist perspective, obviously all life, all life is precious. 
that's why we don't kill animals and we're vegetarian. And um, I just found, you know, the, the troubling thing is that, it, is that it puts human life on a, on a spectrum or a continuum of worth. Because as, as soon as you say, well, it's okay to laugh at them dying because they're rich. Well, now you've put a price tag on, 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 the, on human life, on, on the worth of a human life. Um, and so now, now, because you've, you've done this, not me, because you've done that, now I get to ask questions like, well, what if they'd had half the amount of money? Because some of those guys, I think, were billionaires, right? So it's okay to laugh about that. What about, what about 500? What if they had $500 million? So half a billionaire. Is it still okay to laugh? Or is that, so, or is the arbitrary threshold at which point people dying becomes funny? Not, as, does that exceed that threshold or not that you've randomly decided? Um, $10 million still funny or now it's starting to get a bit sad? A million dollars. poor. Oh, now it's, oh, now we can't, now their lives are worth something. And it's like, well, it's this, it's just a bit disturbing because it it basically, it, it, it just eradicates the notion that human life is intrinsically valuable. It's not like, well, your life is worth something if dot, dot, dot. No, no, your life is worth something full stop. And it's it's sad if you experience um, a tragedy, especially something. I mean, I who knows what happened? Whether that you know they lost power, they had a couple of hours or even just minutes of not knowing what's going to happen. The you know the fear that the nineteen year old is quoted by his aunt as saying like he was terrified of doing this, and he thinks you know he wasn't sure about it. He was really nervous about it. I mean, poor guy. Um, but it, you, you know, who knows what that would have felt like for them? And then, I mean, apparently, the whole depressurizing and you know there being an implosion uh, at that depth apparently would have just killed them pretty much instantly. In somebody was saying, even in like three milliseconds or something like that you just you know you'd be completely gone um but it's just horrible i just wouldn't wish that on anyone um but again it just comes back to this problem of as soon as you say well they're fair game if dot 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 um you you open essentially you open the you've opened pandora's box don't know if that's the right metaphor You've opened the door, you've created a crack in the door through which basically now it's okay to laugh at anyone's death based on your value system. So if you're a left, a lefty sort of quasi-communist sort of or Marxist or socialist or, you know, if you hate the rich-poor divide like I do, well, I hate rich people, therefore this is funny. Well, you've, you've created a... A formula now you've you've manifested some algebra that now exists in the world where if x person is anathema to your values 
you get to think, laugh at their death or in some cases of some tweets, sort of willing it on. Yeah, I can't wait for these people to, you know. Well, now, now you've got no leg to stand on when some right-wing piece of shit says, oh, I'm glad they're dead because they're anathema to my values. You know, I, don't, I, don't want, I don't want Muslims in Australia because dot, 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 you know. I'm not saying those two things are comparable. I'm just saying you've you've lost a bit of high ground there and you've you've you're drawing from a well that you shouldn't be drawing from. And so when other people draw from a similar albeit slightly worse well you're it's sort of, you've don't you basically you've lost You've lost the right to kind of go, oh, well, you know, they're laughing at people dying. So, well, so are you for different reasons, but just <laughs> human life is intrinsically valuable. I just found it really sad. This sort of spectacle, this sort of tornado sort of circling vultures of people pretending that it's okay just because they're rich. Um, and again, within that, there were some people more rightly making the observation about you know, the lack of focus on far greater numbers of people suffering uh, just because then, you know, they're not rich white guys going to look at a posh shipwreck. You know, they're refugees or asylum seekers, you know, and there's hundreds and hundreds of them. I understand that completely. But the, to the people who would just, you know, they sort of eat the rich because there's, there's a supposition there as well, and I saw this articulated by lots of people um, saying this outright, sort of like, well, to be, you know, the, I think there was, as, as is always the case on social media, there's the initial reaction and there's the backlash to that reaction and then there's the backlash to the backlash. So there were jokes about, ha-ha, you know, these rich people get what they deserve. Ha-ha, they went, you pay $250,000 to a Logitech controller. I mean, the, the amount of attention given to a fucking game controller as a as a fucking meme now. Instead of any 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 effort given to just experiencing empathy, no, no there's a funny gag to be had in that game controller. Within that uh, vulture nado, um, people saying that so there was the backlash to the backlash so they were saying ha, they're dying ha, isn't it great <laughs> and then people saying well come on they're people they they don't deserve to die and then people getting sort of caught by that and going well and then trying to sort of backtrack and go well if anyone who's amassed a billion dollars must have by definition caused harm um you know, injured people, manipulated people, exploited people, like they've all got blood on their hands was the sort of general, uh, yeah, was the general gist of, of what that sort of uh, defence defense was. Um, and firstly, again, as, as per all things social media, you don't know that yet, so just wait. How do you know they've made billions from, do you know what I mean? Like, how do you, have you, have you chased, have you followed the money? 
to see how they earned it. Yeah, most probably likely there's some exploitation going on there, but I, I don't know. I don't know. So how are you like, yeah, I mean, when I said I'm glad they're dying, it's because all billionaires must, you know, how do you know? They could, oh, fuck me. I could have invented a coin, a digital coin and be a billionaire right now. Like, I, you know, am I evil? I, it's just this moral, this puritanical moral posturing. And again, the problem with it is, is it creates this illusion that evil, and I've said this a few times, that sort of evil is this kind of black or white, very, very, you're either completely evil or you're an angel. There aren't any sort of complicated people in between. And by saying and trying to justify your shit jokes, well, the billionaires got us coming to them, they all got blood on their hands. You're sort of saying that you in their shoes would not do exactly the same thing, that you, given their life, would not have made the same choices, which you would have. You would have made exactly the same choices because you would have been them. Um, so there's just this superiority of like, well, I'm perfect. Like you're, may, You make mistakes and are evil as well. It's just that on a scale too small to affect enough people for it to be noticeable or um, denouncement worthy, you know, are we all, I don't, I don't, I don't endorse exploitation and slavery. All right. You own one of those magic iPhones, do you? That wasn't made for slave wages. Like everyone fucking knows those things are made or at least used to. Don't know how they make now. Don't know if maybe now they, the workers get slightly above minimum wage in shit conditions. Um, I don't know, but um, oh, it's all right though because Apple's now carbon neutral. Well done. Um, but you know, it's just this <laughs> this kind of well, they're billionaires, they're pieces of shit. You're a piece of sh- everyone's a piece of shit. You do nineteen evil things a day. I guarantee it. The shoes you wear, the clothes you wear, that fucking smartphone you use. There's just, you cannot possibly hope to have the moral high ground. You're just evil, but less ambitious with it. Like we're all absolutely complicit. Yeah, exploit, slavery, if billionaires exploit... You're, you've got a magic iPhone, do you, that was made by what some cr- like someone who does it as a craft for fun. You know, you bought, well, how much is an iPhone? What, 1800 bucks for a new one? Because it's now got seven cameras on it. <laughs> and you bought that and, and what, 1500 of that goes to the maker, the person who made it, does it? Like you just, I'm so, this is the problem. I'm so, this is, and it comes down to ego again, this sort of desire to pump yourself up and look down on people with, and not really spend any time introspecting. It's like, you know, I'm, I was amazed a few years ago to find out that the, the, the generation that's the most vocal about climate change 
was also the generation that was increasing the amount it was flying year on year the most compared to any other generation. It's just, it's just all hot air, smoke and mirrors, these values we profess to have. Unless you're doing something, oh, eat the rich, fucking as if you don't want to be rich. What are you tweeting that from your hut on top of some mystic mountain meditating every day? You in, in a job hoping to get a promotion and taking selfies of your fucking yummy lunch because you want to keep up with the fucking Joneses. Don't pretend like richness is something you hate. It's just it's something you want, but you just hate it because you don't have it. Christ. Absolutely. You know, the, I mean, the the one thing, if you want to get angry, I mean, if we want to talk about capitalism for a second and richness, one way into this story, there, I mean, there is a story about capitalism and greed here. And I think it's one that sort of ever so slightly, not fully, but ever so slightly unites us all in that there is a story here of exploitation and there is a story here of people wanting a quick buck. And it's, it's the people operating the, the sub because it seems uh, after the fact, you know, all these we're slowly realizing that there were people talking about this sub wasn't safe. It's made from the wrong materials. It's probably not designed to sustain the pressure of that depth. Um, the people who were, who raised these concerns were fired um, it wasn't tested properly. The owner proudly on video saying, yeah, I, you know, I cut corners and stuff. Cause you know, if we, if we tried to get it, cause it's so experimental. If we try to have it regulated, the p- people, the regulators wouldn't understand what they're even seeing. Cause it's so, you know, innovative and s- stuff. Um, so, you, you know, they could have spent millions and millions and millions on this thing. You know, you see, see that compared to, you know, what um, like James Cameron's sub was like when he went down to the, was it the depth of Mariana Trench, which is like five times deeper than a Titanic or even more. I can't remember the, the exact figures there, but, you know, $10 million, I think, spent on that. And years and years of testing before it even got built, like testing it uh, in simulations and stuff. The amount of theory and stuff that went into that and versus this that was just, you know, cutting corners to make a quick buck. And that that is, instead of focusing on the, the people who died and the fact that they're rich and therefore this is all totally okay, um, you know, you can, we can focus on how you know, capitalism will kill us all, no matter how rich you are. I mean, they are they are victims of a system. Even though they're rich, they were still victims of a system that prioritizes profit over doing things properly. Which is just the... That's just the... Um, that, that, that is the blight of <laughs> all post-industrial human existence, isn't it? The quick buck over safety. 
And there's then there there is um there is an, another Buddhist aspect reaction to this, which is you know the the principle of right livelihood. Right, that's one of the the eight parts of the the noble eightfold path, isn't it? Right livelihood. You shouldn't make money from a way that promotes suffering or exploits people or contributes to some sort of net harm. Um, and that guy clearly has failed that. You know, whoever's running, what is it, Ocean Gate? Um, that's something we can all agree on, is they cut corners and people died. Um, and that's happening all around the world all the time. Companies cutting corners to make money and we all suffer. And in that, we we share a remarkable, uh, we have a remarkable amount in common with those super rich people who died because it's the same system that killed them as as is the system that's killing or harming all of us every day. Teflon causes cancer, put it on pans. It's cheap, it's effective. What's that, a science report that says it's causing cancer? Suppress it. We want to sell more of these Teflon pans. If you watch the movie, uh, what is it, Dark Water, I think, with Mark Ruffalo. Anyway, great film about Teflon back in, I think it was the 80s or 90s. Um, horrifying. But that, you know, cigarettes. We're making money off this. It causes cancer. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> Kill, fire the scientists. Hire our own scientists who agree with us, you know. Making a quick buck at the expense of harming us all, that's something we're all victims of and something, like I said, something we have in common with those people, poor people who just died. There's lots of ways they're very different to us, um, their wealth and privilege, etc. but, you know, ultimately the same thing got them. Um, not that that's a recurring feature of capitalism, that usually it's the rich that suffer, obviously not. But just in this particular instance, I think that's something we can reflect on um, is the, and, and, and empathise. You know, no, I'm never going to have the opportunity to spend $250,000 on a ticket to see the Titanic. So that is a bit different. But yes, there are multiple other things that I do daily um, for less money where I'm still being harmed by the same principle, which is people have cut corners. So I do have that in common with those people people who died um and so yeah i think ultimately hu human human life is intrinsically valuable so I, I i just cannot believe the zeal with which people um were just fucking just guffawing at these people before we knew even what, as, as they were probably, you know, as far as we were all concerned, they were suffocating to death and we were all there. <laughs> Serves them right. Doesn't serve them right. It's not, and it's also, it's not their fault that they're down there uh, with a massive rescue operation. And meanwhile, refugees are going completely ignored do you know what I mean? It's not like they sucked resources away. It's not like they were sent a text message, hey, look, we can either rescue 
We could spend all this money trying to rescue you guys, which is most likely not going to work anyway, because by the time we find you, it's still going to take 10 hours to get you up and you'll suffocate. Or we can go and rescue these refugees. Which would you prefer? And they texted back, us, please. It's not their fault that all that effort was put into finding them. It's, it's still a worthy observation to make that, yes, as, you know, we as observers and the media give much more, gave much more attention to them than to any um, asylum seekers or refugees who um, get lost at sea and die. But that's, again, I just, I don't see that as, as relevant to your need to pile on these five people. I just don't, they're, they're two separate issues. Um, and the intrinsic value of their lives doesn't go just because they, they've got money. Because again, it gets, like I said, it gets into that all, really tricky situation now where, well, now we've got to discuss it. Which, at which dollar, at what dollars, what what's the specific dollar in your savings that tips you over into no longer being having your life being valuable i've got five i've got 999,999 dollars you're not a millionaire yet phew okay i'll be sad when you die shit <laughs> one of my stocks just went up by a dollar ah fuck you then you're evil you're part of the problem <laughs> like there's not how can you be so, there's just, life is just so much more complex than that. Um, and are they evil? I don't know. Again, it's very, it's very possible to get that rich and yes, have contributed to some awful shit, but again, in a manner that's systemic. I mean, I don't know if you, if you run this is the problem with systems, right? And wealth and capitalism and corporations is they create evil and get evil people to do evil things while on a micro day-to-day, minute-to-minute level, they're not actually doing anything evil. You, do you know what I mean? Like you can, you can start as a, you can start as a dishwasher you know, person at McDonald's or something and rise up to, I don't know, you know, kitchen hand and then so on and so on. And then assistant manager, manager of a restaurant, regional manager. Well, 20, 20 years passed by now you're the CEO or the, you know, the, the vice, whatever of McDonald's in Australia and people come in every morning and put manila folders on your desk and right now where should we put our advertising spend oh put it in ads uh, put in radio and uh, digital online banners and websites okay right and that's what that's your decision you've made that morning but then the outcome of that is advertising gets spent luring kids to eat stuff that's going to give them heart disease and diabetes and kill them i mean so you know if you're working in McDonald's and you're just the dish hand or whatever it's called, second to second, you're washing a dish. That's what you're doing. But the, the um, what's the word, the composite, the net 
systemic impact of all the dish hands working with all the kitchen staff, working with all the people at the register, working with the regional managers, is all of that together creates, like the sum of the parts is evil, but the parts themselves are not. And that's the problem, right? Is it's possible for a lovely human being, someone who cherishes their kids, reads them stories every night, turns up at local community events and plants a fucking tree or something, I don't know, <laughs> um, spends the time volunteering in a blah blah to turn up at their dish hand job or their assistant manager job and peddle cancer to kids, you know, without that being their conscious desire. You know, that's not they turn up like secretly aroused, like, yeah, going to get some asapartame into some kids today, some processed sugars. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> By my hand, they will fall. You know, it's not no one... And so similarly, so it's, what I'm saying is it's possible to be, in a weird way, directly responsible for awful things while also not actually being directly responsible or, in, or not being con not consciously wishing that to happen. So, you know, when you say, well, it goes back to my thing about iPhones and slavery again. So when you go, oh, you know, if you're a billionaire, Again, these are the people trying to justify their jokes. Yeah, what? Well, no, it's fine to laugh at it because they, you know, they chose what they've chosen and they chose to be evil and fuck people over. Maybe, yeah, maybe they were five arms dealers in there. I don't know. Or maybe they're people who've made money by sitting in boardrooms, making decisions and then saying, right, when it hits at 33 cents on the share, sell, sell, sell. And that's the words that have come out of their mouth. But the net impact of that is the thing they're selling is, I don't know, Teflon frying pans to, you know, do you know what I mean? They don't turn up to work going, I'm going to be an evil billionaire today. Going to kill some kids with my money today. Making lots of money, going to kill some kids. You know, like, because I am a billionaire. You know, they don't sing an evil song. Pop some orphans in the stocks today. Throw rotten tomatoes at the kids in stocks. You know the village stocks? I realised that context was confusing because I was talking about stocks and shares. Damn it. That wasn't very good, was it? Gonna tie a baby to a radiator today. Because I am a billionaire. You know, they're not doing that. Most likely, you know. Um... They're probably just turning up to work and, you know, doing some spreadsheets and going, all right, well, good first quarter, everybody. Uh, I think we need to focus more on digital and uh, less on TV spend. We'll be doing less TV spend. Um, we need some innovative new products. How's the uh, the new R Flemington 4.5 razor with extra strip wet strip for moisturizing coming along now with integrated voice recognition oh it's great it's flying off the shelves wonderful keep it going while the flemington 3.5 is made by slaves you know they're just they they it's very easy to be part of a system that is absolutely despotic while also not being 
a despotic individual. This is the this is the problem with capitalism. It's the problem with systemic racism. Is that you yourself, you yourself can have the most open heart in the world. I love people from all nations, all backgrounds. And yet, you know, when it comes to a job vacancy in your company, you're right. Who's good for that job? Well, I've, I've got four really good friends who could do that job. And you get surprise, surprise, all your four friends happen to be white. And so the job goes to a white person because you thought you were doing a favor to your friends, right? But hey-ho, you've contributed, you know, because if there's a white person already in power and they've got white friends and there's a job vacancy and they want to get one of their friends in there because they know they're reliable, surprise, surprise, you know, and so the and so the rate and so the prejudice continues. Again, without there being a conscious decision from the person not giving the job away. They're just like, oh yeah. Matty, Matty Quinn, he's gr- Quinn. So, anyway, Matty Quench, he's, he'd be great for the role. Good old Matty, get him in there. Fucking, hey, Matty. You know, it's just, you know. And so the system perpetuates itself. It's almost like an unconscious, invisible parasite that's in all of us. Um... And the and again the sum of the parts is evil when the parts themselves are not. So I, I find it very hard to be to have this like holier than now. Oh, billionaires deserve to die. You would have if you'd had their life, you'd have made the same choices. So go fuck yourself. Also, stop buying iPhones and fucking Nike sneakers. You piece of shit. You know, <laughs> I'm so much better than that. Meh, you're not. You're exactly the same. You're just not powerful enough to manifest the same consequences. But you are man. You are contributing to some pretty fucking awful stuff. Um. So anyway, to sum up, all life is intrinsically valuable. Um. And so we shouldn't laugh at someone's at someone dying. You can laugh at this is me with my comedy hat on now. You can laugh at the company that did it and the corners they cut and the risks they took and the fact that you know, they've just killed five people because they couldn't be fucked doing some safety checks properly and that they were gloating about the fact that this thing was controlled by a Bluetooth fucking Logitech controller. You can laugh at the tragedy of that, but you can't be happy People are dead just because they got money. Fucking hell. Because also, what happens if you win the lottery one day? You know, what are you going to do? Kill yourself? I'm evil now. I just, you know, what if you make? And again, this is the problem that comes back to like, where's this arbitrary line you've created? Like, what if you make $400,000 selling some app? What are you, is your life now? Are you less of a human now? I just, I don't understand how you can operate in that space. So all human life is intrinsically valuable and the principle of right livelihood means that we shouldn't 
you shouldn't profit from putting other people in danger and increasing net harm. Um, also the Buddhist principle of right speech. You shouldn't say things that contribute to net harm or to con contribute to suffering. Um, and that, that means a lot of people on Twitter f fail that because we were just so quick to, <laughs> uh, uh, for uh, the rich, but uh, uh, deserve, eat the rich, hashtag, eat the, uh, uh, uh. like just honestly, just put the phone down, put it down. You, Twitter has made us all just much worse versions of ourselves. Um, we need to stop. Anyway, so right, right livelihood, right speech. Life is precious, you know. Life is intrinsically valuable. You just can't laugh at this. You could just anyway, I've said it all now. Um, that's me. Sorry, this episode was late, but yes, uh, like I said, dealing with uh, lifey daughter stuff. Um, and uh, yeah, I hope you enjoyed it. And um, I'll chat to you again in, uh, well, less than a fortnight's time now. But um, if you enjoy the podcast, please support it on Patreon if you can. Um, doesn't make any material difference to me because I'll still make these things. Um, but it would just help me, um, don't know, buy a couple of pens and a mug maybe. Treat myself to a mug. I don't know. Anyway, thank you for listening. Uh, support the podcast on Patreon and chat soon. Thank you very much. Bye-bye.